Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. going everybody this is brazuca sounds welcome i invite you also to follow me on instagram i'm there as brazuca sounds always with some extra uh, pictures and stories about the production of this show uh, also you can follow a playlist on spotify with all the songs i play in full uh, today the show is going to be entirely about a forgotten album and that tidal wave of classic Brazilian music in the 1970s, the return to Brazil album of João Donato, 1973, King é King. So after 12 years living in the United States, João Donato went through a gruesome breakup with his wife. So he decided to go back to Brazil in December of 1972, went directly to Rio de Janeiro, arrived there with 40 degrees Celsius, which is 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Like, what a wonderful time living behind New York. So he was really trying to go back on track, right? Musically and also in his private life. And João Donato obviously came up with one of the most underrated Brazilian albums ever produced, in my opinion. And we're gonna talk about this record in its entirety here. King é King. is really like an electrified 70s bossa nova mixed with some fusion jazz. It's like Brazilian MPB to its fullest, obviously, right? Uh, the story behind it, when João Donato came back to Brazil, he was invited by his friend Marcos Valle to introduce his work to the record label Odeon, So they decided to put this project forward. It was the very first João Donato record recorded with lyrics, right? With João Donato singing the songs. So he had to find a variety of different songwriters, including his brother, Lysias Enio, to write the songs. And that's all this record is all about, right? All these songs here are written by João Donato, but pretty much all the lyrics are not. But in Brazil, he was a very unknown artist because he spent so much time abroad living in the U.S. goes on describing the songs, including this solo over here on the opening track that we're listening on the background, Choro Choro. A beautiful go is chord right in the beginning of the record. 
in Brazil, we always come up with some kind of a soccer analogy, right, for everything. João Donato, upon the completion of this album, wrote a letter to his friend João Gilberto, telling him everything that he was up to. And this letter started like this, Ali Murphy is going to read for us here. The news is that I decided to introduce my voice in a record. I'm João Donato, piano's friend. It likes me more than I like it because it's always there waiting for me, without ever complaining if I'm late. I say nothing, just pat it nicely and the piano speaks to me. Thank you, Ali. And by the way, if you really like João Donato, you should go on YouTube and look it up for a special called MPB MPB Special from 1975, João Donato. This particular song here, Chorou Chorou, it is included in that special and so nicely done. Here to open in the song is one of the very first few lyrics written by João Donato, actually. It's just the chorus, right? É mamãe com pé na terra, é papai com pé no chão. Meaning, mommy with her feet on the dirt, daddy with his feet on the ground. This is obviously a reference to an earthquake that happened in Los Angeles. Upon the time João Donato wrote that song, the rest of the lyrics were written by Paulinho Pinheiro. By the way, this backing vocals that we keep listening over and over, that was provided by Evinha from Trio Ternura, also from her solo career. She was not credited, though. And as I said, right, the lyrics were completed by Paulinho Pinheiro, and who, if you don't know much about Brazilian uh, music, he was a songwriter and poet that wrote more than 2,000 songs in Brazilian music for Tanjo Bem, Edu Lobo, Ivan Lins, Elise Regina, and so on. Obviously, Clara Nunes, Paulinho Pinheiro, was married for eight years. So this entire record is a very nicely put together a group of collaborators, a very respectable group of musicians and arrangers. Then I'm gonna talk about more along this episode here. Like the two first songs on the album, the third track, it is João Donato in his like more comfort territory, an instrumental song called Amazonas. (laughs) 
Fibonacci was 39 years old when he finished his record. He was not a rookie, right? He'd been playing for 25 years at that point, and only two of his LPs were recorded in Brazil in the past, like, as I said, he spent like 12 years living between LA and New York. This particular song, actually, was first recorded in 1965 in a record called New Sounds of Brazil, although never released in Brazil, it was put out by Klaus Augerman record label, the German arranger and composer mostly known for his work with Billie Holiday, Frank Sinatra, and obviously Tom Jobim. And the story surrounding the composition of the song Amazonas is that Donato bought a book with the title How to Write a Song in a supermarket in Los Angeles in the 1960s. And among the composers given advices on how to create a song was Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington used to say, when you have an interesting idea, write it down right away on some paper or record it on a tape recorder. Otherwise, you'll forget it later. I had read the book and went to sleep thinking about writing songs for the Klaus Ogerman album. Then I dreamt about a theme and I got up in the middle of the night to write it down. The next day, the song was just there. not only the very first João Donato album with lyrics and vocals, but also the very first with Defender Rhodes, that was a suggestion of his friend Marcos Valle, who act in this entire album as some kind of a producer. And Amazonas is obviously a tribute to the João Donato's region where he was born. João Donato is from his state in Brazil called Acre, in the Amazon region which for many, many years was kind of a meme in Brazil in the beginning of the internet. Everybody used to say, does Acre really exist? It's one of those states in Brazil that not a lot of people are from. It's more or less like, I would say, Wyoming in the United States. If you are from Wyoming, let me know. I'm gonna give you a shout out to you in the next episode of Brazil Good Sounds. Next song on the album here is Fim de Sonho It's a way more melancholic and sad song Obviously, I mentioned in the beginning of this show That John Donato went through a breakup But really, was his wife that kind of abandoned him She was a little bit dissatisfied with the John Donato lifestyle at the time uh, 1971, 1972, according to the legend uh, told by João Donato, so it's a little bit more than a legend. Uh, she left the apartment completely empty, but the piano there. She just kind of left a note behind saying, you're going to stay all along with your piano, which is the only thing you care in your life. Uh, but João Donato obviously did not take very nice emotionally the entire break especially because he had a daughter at the time, Jodel, she was only 10 years old, that he referred in that letter to João Gilberto. 
Another thing he writes is exactly about this particular song here, Fim de Sonho. He writes that is really a song for you fall asleep listening. I done it. It was great. But following the record here, track number five is by far the most popular song on the album. This song was originally written by João Donato for Sergio Mendes in his band when they were on a trip to the Disneyland. Yeah, Sergio Mendes invited João Donato to play with his crew over there, and during like one airplane trip here and there, he decided to write this song that was recorded by Sergio Mendes in 68 with the English name, right? The Frog. The song was also originally played by João Donato himself before in his 1970 album A Bad Donato, all instrumental. Right, super different, almost like a coup and the gang vibe to the song, very different from the version on King a King that we are showcasing here in this podcast. And eventually, this song got some lyrics written by Caetano Veloso and then recorded by Gal Costa in her album Clarear. So the song has all these different versions. We're coming back here in the background now to the King a King version that we're talking about here most. Aha! It is the name on the album. And just a curiosity here, right? We use two different words for frog in Portuguese. If it's a male frog, we use the word sapo. But if it's a female frog, it is And João Donato decided for Ahã, the female frog, because he felt like it was cutie, right? Sounds better in your ears. His friend João Gilberto, for instance, also has a version for the same song, but he has chosen the male name on his album, O Sapo. So you might find this song with very different names, The Frog, O Sapo, or Ahã, 
And during an interview to the Jornal do Comércio in 1973, upon the release of the album, that was the explanation of João Donato for the title of the song. That saxophonist Stan gets, he drinks a lot and gets bloated like a frog. Hence, I named the song after him. And in fact, it should have been a partnership between me and João Gilberto and Tom Jobim, each of us croaking. That's what he means in the entirety of this song, right? The gotta gotta, gaza gaza enge, giring giring, giring giring giring, gotta gotta. keeps repeating that over and over and over is supposed to be the sound of a frog and very interesting also about the recording section of this song according to John Donato he had a flu when he did it you can clearly hear he's struggling to sing the song <laughs> But according to himself, people over there, the engineers and the producers, they're just love it regardless. So this is a song that closes the side A of the album. It's called Arie, which is just an imaginary place. Originally, the song would be called Paradise, and it was a tribute to this small town place that João Donato was living at the time, offshore of Rio de Janeiro, a town called Paracambi. Uh, very important to emphasize here, right, these string arrangements as well, very nice, provided by Dori Kaimi. Lyrics again written by his pal, Paulinho Pinheiro. They kept just like saying random things over and over. And in between the recording sections, they will also like send this like uh, recording audios to friends of him that ended up also being part of the song. E dá um abraço no Celso, diz pra ele comprar cerveja. Que tá muito ruim aquele bar. Aquele bar é uma vergonha. Send my love to Celso and tell him to buy beer because in that bar it's very, very bad. They don't have any beer in that bar. It's a shame. So all random different sentences. Thank you. 
now we're opening the side B of the LP, my favorite song, the funkier song on the record, Cala Boca Menino, Shut Up Boy, uh, piano here being played by four hands with João Donato playing the bass notes, like the low sounding and Marcos Valle playing the treble notes, like the more high-pitched notes. Another curiosity here, this vocal is provided by Novelli, the bass player. And this song actually came about because Nana Kaimi was also participating in the recording section. She was not stop sibling the song all the time. And then when Jonato asked her who wrote it, she said it was my father, Dorival Kaimi. And then Jean Donato actually called Dorival and asked him if he could record the song, right? Asked for the authorization. And Dorival Kaimi said, This song is not mine. This is just like a traditional folklore song. But if you want me to sign an authorization, I will. The lyrics credits for the song on the album, it is given to Dorival Kaimi. So João Donato is an extremely talented musician, right? Very versatile, a multi-instrumentalist. He's mostly known as a piano player, but he also dominates the art of playing the accordion and the trombone. So, as I said, he could do it all. Uh, João Donato obviously was one of the found fathers of Bossa Nova in Brazil in the late 50s, beginning of the 1960s. He was there when everybody else was there. Played with so many Cuban Caribbean orchestra, such as Tito Puente and Mongo Santa Maria. And besides all that, though, for me, this album over here, King A King, turning 50 this year, it was an authentic and quintessential Brazilian MPB record, right? It stands tall among against the best of Brazilian pop music at the time. This particular song here has the more uh, prominent Fender Rhodes solo as well. By researching about the history of this record here, I came across an online review in a forum, and I think it defines this record through the perfection. In a sense, this is 100% perfect music. Soul, passion, good singers, instrumental mastery of all players, it is all present 
However, sometimes it is so smooth and perfect you hardly notice that it is there, which paradoxically is also the weak spot of the album. It is too perfect. That you listened to in the beginning of the song was a percussion play allegedly by Nanavas Gonzalez. Uh, just like a couple tracks before, he was not credited in this album. His name is not there, but everybody knows it was him, one of the best percussionists in the history of Brazilian music. And this gotta be my favorite instrumental piece from the 1970s, right here. All the layers, all this switches, all these different moods, so good. It is the song called Midesha. It also sounds like a very modern song, doesn't it? Almost like a hip-hop band, right? Like a bad, bad, not good here from Toronto. The Roots, obviously. Or something like Jay Dilla or Mad Lib will probably sample at some point. The arrangements here provided by Maestro Lindolfo Gaia. And as a curiosity here, the reason for this song being an instrumental, it is because the lyrics were censored by dictatorship in Brazil. So João Donato didn't bother to change the lyrics and decided to record the song instrumental. Uh, it was exactly the case as another song that ended up not being included in the album, the song Go Da Coreia, that was released 40 years later. If you're liking this episode, you should also check out Brazuca Sounds episode 24, which expands on the career of João Donato and his time in America, plus the works of Deodato, Gismonti, and Pasquale. Até um dia, até talvez, até quem sabe, até você. So this is one of the most melancholic tunes on the album, right? It's a very funny story that, as I said, Jean Donato sent his melodies and arrangements to very different songwriters that he knew or he didn't know, but it was like people who he liked to contribute for a song. And apparently one of these songs came back with two different lyrics from two different people. 
one provided by Dorika Imi and another one that's the one that we're listening here on the background provided by his brother Lysias Enio. Probably the most popular song at the time because it was also included in the soundtrack of a soap opera in Brazil. And it was actually to Dorika Imi to decide what lyrics should be used because he felt like the Jean Donato's brother's lyrics Jean Donato kind of stutter a lot at the end of the song. Actor from this soap opera came and asked Jean Donato how he could interpret that of a, such a personal way and John Donato had to tell him that hey man that was just like a bottle of whiskey that I drank before the recording section so that stutter is really like John Donato in a in a little bit of a different state of mind so to speak it was not like on purpose at all Approaching the end of the album here, one more song with the musical direction and arrangements by Maestro Lindolfo Gaia, another lyrics provided by João Donato's brother, Lysias Enio, but here the vocals are by Nana Caymmi, right? Uh, Dori Caymmi's sister, Dorival Caymmi's daughter. Que essas coisas todas, todas. It's one of those very sad, melancholic songs, a little bit overdramatic to my particular taste. It is my least favorite song on the album, so this record was not very successful in Brazil, right? Quite the opposite, it was a big commercial failure, as many of those cult Brazilian albums of the 1970s were. Very rare Brazilian people in Brazil will know and recognize the songs that I'm playing here. That being said, that was because pretty much hidden in the shelves by the record label at the time, the Odeon, to a degree that was not even like a release party for the record, which was just the norm at the time. So, Jean Donato was very, very dissatisfied with all that. He felt like he put a lot of work on this album. He invited so many great musicians. And when he was just talking to a friend and saying that the record would not have any official release, his friend just gave him the advice to go on top of this church in the suburban town of Rio de Janeiro and just released the record from there. But literally release, right? And that's what he did, right? He brought like a couple of boxes 
with his records and he literally throw from the high balcony of this church. This is a story that almost nobody actually almost remembered and it was like told recently by John Donato to the music critic and journalist Arnaldo de Solteiro, who by the way sometimes listen to this show and follow us on uh, Instagram, a shout out to Arnaldo. And then just to finish it off this show here, we finally come to the last track on the album, another originally instrumental song. So this song here, as I said, was originally instrumental that Jean Donato put out in his 1970 record called Abed Donato, only released in the United States at the time. Uh, and when John Donato went back to Brazil, he showed uh, the song to Marcos Valle and also told the story about his divorce, how he missed his daughter so much. Then Marcos Valle decided to write the lyrics Cadê uh, Jodel? It means Where is Jodel? Which is the name of João Donato's daughter. She was like 10 years old at the time of the release of this record. Obviously, Marcos Valle contributed a lot on this album. He played, he produced, he came up with the concept, right? João Donato playing the Fender Rhodes. Marcos Valle was so much involved in the production aspect of this album that they recorded together but never released the song Não Tem Nada Não that ended up being in Marcos Valle record of 1973, Previsão do Tempo, which is almost like a twin brother for this album here, in my particular opinion. And later on, during this year, I also gonna make sure to put out an entirely episode dedicated to Marcos Valle Previsão do Tempo. We're gonna actually finish it off with that song, Não Tem Nada Não. This was like the album King A King by João Donato. As I said in the beginning of the show, in my opinion, one of the best forgotten albums, underrated Brazilian albums ever produced. It's a very short album of 35 minutes. Follow me on Instagram if you can. Also rate this show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Mm-hmm.